Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, back here on the Big Show. Ordway and Holly, the Celtics now own a 2-1 advantage over the Philadelphia 76ers. Am I missing something? Uh, We've got a bunch of text artists here who are complaining about us not talking Celtics basketball. Other than the last 15 to 20 minutes, I think we were talking all Celtics basketball from 2 o'clock on, raving about that game last night, raving about this team. I think it was, was it not nonstop chatter about the Celtics? Did we not, Pretty much. In, in glowing terms, talk about what they were able to do, especially at their age? We broke down last night's game. Rondo taking the ball constantly to the hole and how that changes everything, takes this team away right. from being limited to a perimeter shooting team. It just gives them so many different, possibilities and openings out there. And obviously it opens up KG and everybody else out there on the floor. So don't worry, we, 781. Uh, 781, what is the 844? Don't you, worry. You know what? He must be listening to a different station that. where they hate basketball or whatever. Yeah. I don't know because since 2 o'clock, with the exception of the last 15 minutes when we talked about Wes Welker, and a caller called us up about yesterday's Bobby Valentine interview, we've been talking nonstop. Celtics he, and Sixers. Well, he, I think the texter was talking about Lord Stanley, who watched uh, Rangers Devils last night and didn't didn't watch the Celtics game at all. It's about Lord Stanley. By, by the way, talking about that, we will play John Tortorella's press conference a little bit later on. Don't worry, you're not going to have to spend much time with it. It Only goes a minute and seventeen seconds, but it's thirty-eight words. Thirty-eight words, but it's classic. Uh, time for our weekly get together with the president of basketball operations of the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge. It's brought to us. By ARS Restoration Specialist. Call 877-461-1111 or ARServe.com. And by SBLI, dependable, no-nonsense life insurance. At a price that you can live with, call 888-GET-SBLI or visit SBLI.com. Mr. Ainge, how are you doing today? I'm good, Glenn. Mike, how are you guys? Doing great. Playoff basketball. How could you not be doing great? Fun yeah, time was, of year. It was a fun game. Fun game last night. Well, both of them. Both of them. You know, watching your. We, we were talking about your game, and then watching that Lakers Oklahoma City finish. That was pretty exciting too. Yeah, no, it's good basketball. All right, let's talk. Let, yeah, let's talk about your game last night because obviously the the the, the first two games were were pretty ugly. Uh, you win one of the two, but you don't play real well in the first two. And last night, just a completely after a tough start. A completely different approach to it. I thought taking the ball to the hole last night, Danny, just changed everything in the matchups between those two teams. You agree? Yeah, I thought that uh, you know Paul and Rajan were, were and KG were very aggressive and uh, and very effective as well. Paul got up to a little bit of a slow start, but um, his aggression really opened opened the floor up and just set a tone for our team. Uh, before we go go on about Game Three, I, I want to get your take on the end of Game Two, not on the call uh, specifically whether it was a foul or not on KG, uh, with about twelve seconds left. But how do you feel about calls in those situations? And different people have different takes on it. Some people say don't call it, 
uh, unless it's absolutely egregious at the end of the game. Some people say call it in the fourth quarter the same way you do in the first. How do you see it? Well, I mean, you, you got to call the game the way it's intended to be called, and, and I think it's just every – you have to be consistent. You can't just start calling something that you haven't called the whole game, and, and if you've been calling it, you should call it at the end of the game. And a lot of uh, officials will call a game a certain way early to sort of set the tone of what their, of what their standards are that night, how much physical play they're going to allow. So every game is, is a little bit unique that way with officials. That's my experience. And so I thought the officials have been fairly consistent throughout the playoffs. Did you see in game two, did you see that uh, call uh, being whistled in the first three quarters or even in the fourth quarter? Um, he had been called for a moving screen before. You know, the thing is, listen, that it, it, looked, it looked more like a moving screen than it really was, in my opinion, just simply because Iguodala did a good job of sort of you know, grabbing KG's arm locking him up and sort of pulling him you know he did a good job of drawing attention to the screen and um it's you know listen we, we could argue forever whether it should or shouldn't be called it, it was called and it didn't go in our favor this happens paul pierce he's certainly obviously hurting i thought last night taking the ball to the rack twice early on very emotional by the way tapping the backboard and everything else Seemed to get him get him off to a terrific start. How was he able to do this, based on what we're hearing with his health? We, we've said it many times. I mean, Paul is he loves the the challenge, and um, you know he's stepped up. I mean, I was I was quite surprised at how hard he played, uh, how he was able to move physically. That was the best I'd seen him move his body in, in, in the last few games so Paul has an amazing will and uh, I don't know if he willed himself to to sort of ignore the pain last night that he had been feeling or maybe he's getting a little better I'm hoping for the latter see I I also think that all of the talk about Iguodala and what he's been able to do with Paul uh, there's some pride there and nationally that was kind of playing out there and I wonder if that didn't get to him a little bit Oh, sure. I think that, but you know, you, there's a lot of times you want to be able to do it and you just can't. And, and it's not like Paul hasn't wanted to play better uh, than he's been playing and move better and, and beat people off the dribble. Uh, maybe he's, he's feeling better, and that's, that's a good sign. You know, we were talking about it before you came on, Danny, about KG. And we all see how he motivates himself on the court and he motivates his teammates and he says all kinds of things. And uh, it's like that before games. I'm wondering, you've been in basketball for a long time, player, executive, broadcaster. Uh, ha- have you seen any – does he remind you of anybody in terms of not his style of play, but just emotionally what he does to get himself ready for games and psyched for games? You know, KG is unique. I, I, I can't think of anybody like him uh, in a lot of ways. Um, he's, a, he's the consummate team guy. Here, here's a guy that's – for the first time in his career, at the end of his career, you know, he's being really aggressive offensively and assertive. And I think that's been impressive. I think Doc has done a good job of getting him to be that way, knowing that our team needs him to be more assertive. KG's a guy that has always been a scorer, but he loves to pass. He doesn't like to take up too many of the possessions. But he's been able to use more possessions and remain as efficient as he ever is, which is a sign of a great player. 
So it's fun to watch. And, you know, KG, because of how he goes about his job every day, he's, you know, it's, his uh, passion and his energy rubs off on the rest of the players. And I think that's a, all a positive, all positive leadership. You know, I, I've heard that KG before games is somebody you don't approach. All right, you, so you've seen him. Uh, you play with Larry. You play with Charles. I'm guessing Charles before games. I bet you could approach him. He'd probably approach you and, and tell some jokes. What was it like with Larry, though? What What was he like pregame? Serious, uh, steady? What What was he like? Yeah, Larry was serious. Um, but, you know, Larry had, had a good sense of humor as well. You know, I, I don't I don't really feel like anybody's unapproachable. I don't think KG's unapproachable. I mean, he doesn't want to deal with a lot of things. He doesn't want to deal with the media, but it's not like you can't talk to him as a teammate or coaches can't talk to him or trainers. And I mean, he's still communicating, but he spends, uh, spends a lot of the time during the day preparing for the game that night, as did Larry. And, you know, yeah, Charles is more fun-loving and loves meeting with the media and talking to people and, and uh, holding a press conference before the game and all that, that that's not KG nor Larry. Um, but everybody has their unique personalities, and KG's is, is very unique. You hear he ripped you the other day. Did you hear about this? Charles. Barkley? I, 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 I did not. No. Oh, oh, you didn't? He showed you in the uh, stands. You get, getting excited about a, a play or whatever, and he oh, my God, Danny needs to go to Weight Watchers. Oh, man. And then he oh. continued to rip you, basically <laughs> saying you were fat. This is a fat guy. This is a fat guy <laughs> calling you fat. Well, Charles has done well on Weight Watchers. He's, you know, he's get, he's promoting their product, as you know, and and he's right. I could use Weight Watchers. He was all over you. I got to tell you, and he, kind, and he wouldn't let up on you either. What kind That's of comeback, Danny? What kind of comeback is that? He's right. You got to have a better comeback. He's right. Than I need. I could use. I could use Weight Watchers. As a matter of fact, I even told Charles that. So. Maybe he'll give me some. Maybe he can hook you up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, these uh, plus minus numbers in basketball are relatively new um, uh, statistic uh, and sometimes can be very deceiving. But in KG's case, I don't believe they are. Plus 74 in the Atlanta series. And would you say earlier, Michael, was it a plus 42 already so far in in this series? Uh, Danny, you could see it. Plus 47. Plus 47. Danny, you could see it. When he's not on the floor, your team struggles and has difficulty. When he's on the floor, at both ends, the team dominates. Right. He's, um, hey, listen, he's playing at a very high level, and he has been all the year. Matter of fact, he has been most of his career. His plus-minus numbers have been excellent throughout his whole career, you guys. And, and um, you know, that's, he's playing at a high level right now. He's, he's playing very well. He's inspiring his teammates. He's a communicator on defense. And I think, I mean, he's been our most valuable guy so far. How difficult is it now to come back after what your team did last night, exerted that much energy, you're beaten up, you've got some injuries, obviously, uh, to come back and get only one day off to play that game tomorrow night in Philly? Well, you know, it's, the challenge is, is that uh, the teams you're playing, it's always hard to win two games in a row in any series, and, and uh, you know, Philadelphia is a, is a well-coached team. They're young, they're athletic, they have a lot of pride themselves. And the hard thing is, is after a big victory, is to come back and realize that your opponents are mad, they're frustrated, they're embarrassed, and they're going to come after you. And, you know, you just can't, we got to, if we don't play with the same kind of intensity 
and the same kind of with the same kind of confidence, then you know we could be in for a long night. I want to switch gears on you briefly and talk about the uh, cover story in this week's Sports Illustrated. It's Jabari Parker, a young man out of Chicago, a uh, very good basketball player. He's proud of his Mormon faith. Uh, he's going to be heavily recruited. He's already being heavily recruited. Everybody wants him from Kentucky to UCLA to North Carolina. And he's going to have a decision to make. He's uh, definitely going to be a, be a pro pro- prospect. I know you can't comment on that uh, since he's a high school player, but he has a decision to make about his mission. And it's a two-year mission, as you know, much better than I do. It, and you didn't take it, and you gave your reasons why you didn't take it. What were some of the decisions that you had to make? What are some, what are some of the thought processes that you were going through when you decided that you were going to stay at BYU, uh, finish up your career there, and then go on to play baseball and eventually basketball? <clears throat> well, first of all, for for most LDS boys at 19, it's a very difficult decision. And um, for me, I wasn't really raised that way. My parents were converts to the church when I was a young boy, and and, and sports was everything for me. And I had signed a professional baseball contract by the time I was 18 years old and really didn't seriously contemplate whether I would serve a mission until I was 19. And I started thinking about it then but um, and chose not to go um, all uh, my, both, my, both of my older boys have gone. But Jabari has a tough decision. I think that, you know, he's seen the, the benefits of a mission um, from the, the experience through his brother and what a great experience it was for him. And it's going to be a tough decision for Jabari, but I'm confident he'll make the right one for him. By the way, one of the text artists was saying, if you do do that diet with uh, for Charles Barkley and you get hooked up or whatever, you know they force you to wear a dress for the commercials, right? <laughs> I didn't say one to advertise. <laughs> Might be a little embarrassing. All right, hey, that, Jabari, that, that Jabari story is a good story, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great that's story. A great story. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a fantastic kid, and um, and you know I think that in you know just going further on the mission thing, I think that with you know the the missions. Um, are important for the for the Mormon faith, and I think that that, that young man will have a, a difficult decision just because of his passion for basketball, but uh, I'll be interested to see what he chooses to do, and I think that he can't go wrong either way, and um, he'll, he'll make the best decision for him. And you know what, I was trying to remember, and I'll admit it, um, I was surprised the stories by Jeff Benedict, who's written many, many books, um, and and has talked about uh, he, written books on a number of subjects in the sports world, but I was surprised. I don't remember his play. I don't remember his dad. I don't remember Sonny Parker uh, as a player. What kind of player was he? Sonny was a good, good player. I remembered him as a kid. I growing up on the West Coast. Sonny was playing in uh, for the Golden State Warriors at the time, and he didn't have a long career, if I recall. But he was a good player. I remember Sonny as a good player. He was. You know, a decent shooter and, and just a good all around basketball player, about six foot five or six six. Good player. And, uh, and it's also interesting, Danny, uh, just talking about the Mormon faith. And it, it's funny because uh, Sonny Parker was quoting the story saying, I, had, I hadn't met many African American uh, Mormons. And so I think the number is 186,000 in the United States. I mean, that is. That is something, I don't know that's going to be his mission, but that is something that could could bring attention and bring uh, education 
to to a lot of people who think that um, a lot of Mormons are in Utah and that there are no black Mormons. So he can he can do some wonders just with bringing attention to his faith. And he's an African-American who is practicing uh, the Mormon faith. Yeah, no question. The Mormons are getting a lot of attention. I think the last high school player on the cover of Sports Illustrated was Bryce Parker, the uh, baseball player um, from Washington, the high school kid out of Vegas who's also Mormon and, and got Mitt Romney running for president. A lot of attention getting to the Mormon faith. Well, we may even have a precedent of basketball operations for an Eastern Conference finalist. Who the hell knows here, right? Right. All right, Danny, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. You want me to send the missionaries over to your house anytime soon? <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, please send them do. over. I, 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 need some, <laughs> I need some consul at least. I'm not sure it would be good for the faith, but we'll send them over anyway. All right, Danny. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Uh, by the way, talking about uh, bulk, did you see the – the big, large gentleman that uh, was exposing, oh, his, oh it's uh, taking his shirt off. It was one of those things when KG was at the free throw line. And you talk about concentration. He never smiled once. I mean, most people were just laughing, and he's he kept concentrating at the line. The guy must have been what four fifty. He was huge, at least huge. And it was bad enough where we saw that the was, guys, a bad look it was a bad looking four fifty. It was, it looked. Like a fat suit, like an extra large yes. fat suit, if yes. there's such a thing. Yeah. Extra, extra, extra large fat suit. It was bad enough when we saw the guy's stomach, but then his shirt kept Explode, rising yeah. and rising. <laughs> and then we saw the man boobs, too. Oh, man. A horrible look. Oh, bad look. All right, quick break. Right back at you here on The Big Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 